Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of the Q&A podcast. This is episode 82. That's correct. My name is Anthony, and standing right next to me, as always, Shocker. is my pal, DeQuincy. What's up, peeps? So, this might be the craziest episode we've ever recorded. Or the most anticlimatics. Possibly. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, basically, we're in my apartment. We're standing... Not, we're not sitting in my living room this time, we're actually standing in my kitchen. So quick backstory, many years ago I was dating someone, we lived together, I left a lot of things that we bought at the groceries in my kitchen cabinets. Mm-hmm. She's no longer here, I completely neglected the kitchen cabinets. Until about two nights ago, when I heard rustling, and I looked over and there was what turns out to be a long sitting bag of beans, oh, I'm sorry, rice, uncooked rice, spilled on my counter because I don't come in the kitchen. It's, it's incredibly irresponsible of me, disgusting. I totally get it. I make no excuse. Any, I make no further excuses. Because you basically come into the kitchen just to wash dishes. You don't cook. Right, and I don't even have dishes. Like, I'm getting rid of those. Like, oh. they've all been tarnished. So, I look. And there's a lot of spilled rice all over the counter. And so something is in there. Uh, I could hear eating in there last night. Could be a couple of roaches, which I'm hoping, best case scenario, worst case, it could we could find like mouse droppings or something. Because I don't hear anything in there right now. I, I just want to say, if you heard something snacking, there probably wasn't roaches. Roaches are quiet eaters by nature. Oh, that's, yeah. I was trying to psych myself mm-hmm. into thinking it wasn't, but this is... This can't be good, so. Now, Anthony texted me uh, two days ago to ask him to come help out with uh, for backup or whatever is in his cabinet. So right now, I'm holding a hammer, and my strategy is, in case there is anything in there. He's I'm got a sw- hammer. My strategy is, if anything comes jumping out of me, I'm swinging and back away. Swinging back. Swinging back. That's it. I feel like uh, I'm not man enough to <laughs> face what is in there alone. And so I called upon my best friend for some backup. Moral more, support. <laughs> more moral support, because I would hate for him to spring into action, because then I should pretty much turn in my man card after that. So. Spring into action by running out this door <laughs> backwards with his hammer. <laughs> Swinging instead of <laughs> going back. Because I ain't getting rabies for nobody, baby. No, no, not at all. And we wouldn't want you to. We wouldn't yeah. expect you to. So. Uh, in this episode, we're gonna be. You'll get our like reactions to what we see. I've not opened these counters yet. They're old. I hate this kitchen. I'm gonna get it redone very soon. So that way I'll you know take care of what's, whatever's inside. But uh, so in between, while we're looking inside and I'm cleaning it out, you know, we'll just be talking about you know the usual stuff that we talk about. You know, sports, nonsense. wrestling, whatever, movies, which I have seen. I, you've seen, you just said you've seen Moana. I've seen Moana about 17 times. Whew. Hats off to you. You're a good dad. Yeah, I have a four-year-old son, and that has uh, quickly become his second favorite movie. It's supplanted Zootopia, but oh, it's boy. still under Frozen. <laughs> He's seen Frozen at least 60 times. Man, again, you were a good dad doing all that. So, 
Uh, I just saw uh, Spider-Man Homecoming oh, a couple weeks ago. I still haven't even seen that. It's awesome. That's one of the downsides of having children. It's like, I want to go see the movies. You want to get a babysitter? I don't have the money for that. Do you want to take him? I don't have the money for that. And more importantly, he doesn't stay still during the movie. Well, after t- after this episode, I'm definitely going to owe the Quincy some favors. <laughs> that yeah. includes babysitting. I've got no choice. If it's just Might some be- pizza and beers, also cool. Like I I'm over here possibly fighting rats, raccoons. I praise not raccoons. If it's raccoons, you are on your own. Save yourself, you are on your own. Yeah, let's just clear enough space to, to run the hell out. Get out if we need All to. right. We have, a, we have a plan. We have an exit. Um, the good thing is, if there is a raccoon in there, they'll never, they won't have a long pause because I can edit this. Yeah. All right, they're going to hear it screaming. And then, hey, guys, there's a raccoon. Okay. Ready? Let's do this. All right. See what is in here. There, I know there's, I know there's food cans or canned goods, um, and apparently a bag of rice and probably some beans or lentils, whatever she was eating at the time, wherever she would buy at the time. So I don't know. Back in your Whole Foods life. Yeah. Yeah. Should only use the broom to open oh, it up. Oh yeah, smart. You sell some reach. Just enough reach. Open it up, cab number one. <laughs> the one that was already a jo- open, a jar. This is the one the bag of rice fell out of? Wow, there are a lot of bags of rice and beans. Wow, you, y'all were living the, I don't want to be racist and say the Mexican life, but rice and beans are pretty much the Mexican life. Well, there's black eyed peas, it looks like. Opening cabinet number two. Step, step, step back this way. Yeah, you step back whatever way I'm stepping back. Okay. All right. We're, we're, All right. So something was in here for sure. Uh-huh. Eating. It's gone now, which is exactly what I was hoping for. Thank the good Lord. But here's the thing. There's four more cabinets to open. Who knows what could be behind cabinets one, two, three, or four remaining. I hope there's something small like a mouse or something. We can handle that. Can we? Yes, we can. I'm sorry. Yes. It's a rat, we're done. It was a raccoon, we might as well start riding our wheels right now. <laughs> yeah. So if if raccoons had a theme song, it'd be uh AJ Styles, they don't want none. Hey, we do not want none of that. We really don't. Um since we're just sitting here, we'll look at this. Let's uh let's talk about the Astros. Yeah, they're uh back on track, right? Uh, is that a good way to put it? I, they're fine. I'm, I just wish people would stop overreacting about this little stretch that they had. They've had. I mean, every team that wins a championship has stretches like this where they go 500 or, or under 500 because you've got 162 games. Every once in a while, you have a low. Your pitchers get hurt. Your hitters are not hitting. Defense is cracked. It happens, right. and uh, I was listening to a podcast. You know, you know, Lima Time Time. No, oh, disappointing. They're actual fans. They're they're pretty good. Um, they were talking about how baseball isn't the correct sport for Twitter. Yeah, because it's a long season. You got I mean, 162 of these things. There's a lot of ups and downs in a baseball season. Oh wow, that's completely empty. Don't know what's in there. Ooh, they got in that. But yeah, it's like Twitter is for a faster oh, wow. 
What is this? I don't know. This is a natural food shoot. Hey, ladies, what can I say? She wanted the good stuff. I buy good, wholesome, you know, healthy things. Yeah, healthy things that expire in four days. Yep. It's a preservatives live live dangerously. Not too dangerously. As, as we're doing right now. Oh, steak season, man. Oh, well, you can always buy more. Yes. Uh, back to us saying the Astros and Twitter. Twitter is terrible for baseball. Everyone, if, if something happens, like, say, Luke Gregerson gives up a game-tying home run or Tony Sip comes in and sips it up, People, their first reaction is to get on Twitter and be like, oh, AJ Hinge doesn't know what he's doing. Fire Lou now. Crane doesn't know. It's putting on a terrible team. Whoa, whoa, whoa. the right. hell? <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, I hear you. It's like you little fantasy baseball players with the three teams. You think you know so much about baseball. Just shut up and let the people who know what they're doing run the team. This is by far the best regular season the Astros have ever had. Oh, by by leaps and bounds. So how about we let the people who know what they're doing? Oh, big roach. Big roach. First of the first of the episode. We'll get it. We'll get it later. <laughs> Will we get it? <laughs> or would it get us? Stay tuned. That remains to be seen. Um so Twitter people, calm down. Let the yeah. front I know people are disappointed about the Astros front office not being able to make any splashy deals at the trade deadline, but what was there out there for them to get? I mean, were you willing to, to throw away, you know, the number one and two prospect in the minor leagues to get Sonny Gray? Well, or Quintana? Well, at the time, no. For Quintana, Quintana because... He was having a down season, but then, like, his first three starts, he was dominating. But as it leveled off, I haven't really kept up with him since. Since he got went to Chicago? Yeah. I have not kept up. Once you're out of the AL, I no longer pay attention. <laughs> but, of course, uh, both him, Quintana, and Darvers were going to have an easier time in the National League. Of course. It's easier to pitch there. Especially for Darvish, he's over there in, uh, he's in Dodger L.A. Stadium. He's in Dodger Stadium, which is a pitcher's haven. Garbanzo, organic garbanzo beans. Not even touching it. Your gloves, I know. I don't know what's on there. No, it's completely sealed. Yeah, but I don't know if it's been walking on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's for sure. Uh, lost my point. Well, yeah, no, the the transition to the NL, from going from the AL to the NL, seemingly should be always be easier. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if, I mean, because if you're a pitcher that is being traded for, that means, you know, you've got some value that you know what you're doing and that uh, you were you had some, you know, a certain level of success in the American League. So that should translate in the National League where you have to face the pitcher every two minutes, every three innings. Yeah, and let's be honest, the, uh, the Rangers were never trading Darvers to us. No. And I don't feel like the Astros made a serious run at him. Anyway, why would you trade some of your best prospects? To A, get a pitcher who's already 30 and is going to be a rental. Right. And B, for those prospects to come up with the Rangers in the next two or three years. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no way I would have made that deal. Just because I thought Darvish was even older than 30. Like, he's... Well, no, he is older, right? He's, 
Oh, now you're asking me to do stats? Hold on. He's in his 30s, I believe. I'll look that up. Oh, in there. What's going on over there? I uh, just almost emptied out the first shelf. The bottom shelf of the of this thing. All the cans and stuff I'll put in a box so they don't break through a bag, but it's still interesting. But yeah, I mean look, we we haven't really talked about it since, but I am kind of disappointed in the trade deadline that we didn't go after more help. I mean Liriano, we'll see. Yeah, you gotta give him a chance, see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um but I also like the fact that we didn't really we didn't give anything up either. We didn't part with any prospects he is or any of our he is thirty yeah okay or any of our uh, any of our main roster guys. I mean, there were talks that you know hey you know Bregman's not hitting as well as he should. You know why not use him to go after a, a top pitcher? But like you said, there really weren't any like major top pitchers that. What was available at the trade deadline? It was Sunny Gray, Gray, Darvish at the very end. Uh, I didn't know it really. It seemed I didn't even. I felt like if, if the Yankees didn't already get him, or even the Astros, that he wasn't going to move anywhere. I didn't. And as many moves as the Dodgers have made over the past few years, I didn't think they had uh, the pieces to get him. So. So. Yeah, I mean, I am a little disappointed, but again, we didn't give anything up. We didn't, we haven't detached our, uh, we haven't broken up the, the main roster. And we gave it by Oki, you know, who, look, was looking for time anyways. Like, he wasn't going to find time. Especially, I, Fisher has, is a better player. Right. Although his arm is terrible. He's got that Barry Bond arm on the left field. <laughs> um, but... I don't understand why people think that the Astros front office is all of a sudden going to become like this risk-taking, ruthless, you know, front office when everything they've done since they come into the power uh, since uh, Luno's come in in what was it, two thousand eleven? All they yeah. all they've done has been meticulous. They've been uh, crafty. They've been careful. Basically, what they do is um, they have a. Um, a grade on one of their players. Oh, Roach escape. Roach escape. Oh, damn, you missed. They put a grade on their players and a grade on your on your players. And if the trade doesn't line up to their math, they're not going to make the trade. There's another one. And, and they shouldn't. I mean, look. If you're not going to get a, the next, I don't know, if you're not going to get the next uh, Chris Archer... Or Clayton Kershaw. Or Madison Bumgarner. Then I guess you should stand pat. That's right. See things as I see them. Now, are you worried about how they're playing since the All-Star break? Yes and no. So, I'm not so worried about the offense because Springer, you know, got hurt, unfortunately. Correa got hurt, unfortunately, you know. But, um, so, you know. Look, you can't control those. Mm-hmm. Oh, you really can't control any injury, of course. But we were supposed to get, we got all these pitchers back, and, you know, it's been, the results have been mixed. Hit and miss. Uh, Keiko isn't 
uh, you know, a, a 1.5 ERA guy. Pitching he, like a 1.5 ERA guy right now. He's not pitching like a guy who went 9-0. He just know. gave up three runs in the first inning of tonight's game. Oh, of course. So, so that's a little disheartening. You know, mm-hmm. he's your number one guy. And McCullers just hasn't. He is, he is like our most frustrating pitcher right now. Every team kind of has that guy who is like the most frustrating on, you know, on your staff because they have all this potential and they just don't, they haven't like put it all together. He's a guy who's got all the potential in the world and he still hasn't put it together. You know, he's still very inconsistent with his pitches. Um, Basically, if he can't locate his fastball, it's over. Yeah. And then, uh, he was behind can number four. Oh, no, no, there's nothing behind it. Came back from the DL, just couldn't get it together, went back on the DL. And did you hear the little interview from Dallas Keuchel after the trade deadline? Yeah, he was getting a little salty with his words. Or, you know, he just wasn't happy. Yeah, he's called it a major disappointment. I call giving up three runs in the first inning a major disappointment. <laughs> so, to each their own. To each their own. Yeah. Um, McHugh. Oh, <laughs> damn it. We got a. Ah, the road table. What's up, Cole? Cut that one out. Oh, no. We're keeping that in. And they moved the box, and there was. Uh, what is that? It's a roach. No, no. I'm talking about what did you move? Box of macaroni. Yeah, box of macaroni, and a roach popped out like he was getting evicted. He is. Can I say? Look, I'm not going to. Jump back like two feet. Whoa! I don't like things jumping out at me. That's why I'm going to see. That's why I don't like. Uh, I'm pretty sure he doesn't like you moving his home, but yeah. <laughs> and see, I don't. I don't have. A, I can't see on the second shelf. I don't have a stool. Should have gotten one, but it's okay. I'll figure it out. Um. Yeah, it, it's uh. Like. I don't know. Like, I feel okay. I think it's, right now, it's a day-to-day thing. It's like one day I'm like, okay, cool, we're, we're back on track. The next day, eh, I'm a little worried. Uh, McHugh has kind of bounced back. He was rough his first couple outings, but he it looks like he's starting to settle in, which if he can't, if he can settle in the rest of the way, that's not, you know, that's not a bad guy to have at the back of the rotation. I've been saying that for a couple months now, at least the last couple of episodes that we've recorded that. You know, if he's your fifth guy the rest of the way, that's not a bad guy to have. Um, Pe- Peacock is still pitching well, even though he got the win. Did you see that? Was it Sunday? No, Saturday. When did we score 16 runs? Ooh, that's a very good question. Friday. Friday. It was Friday. He gave. He pitched six innings, gave up seven runs, and still got the win. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, Friday against Toronto. Yeah, it yeah, he did get the win. Wow. Like, that's a testament to the, the lineup, of course. But, yeah, I don't think I've ever been this confident in a, um, an Astros lineup. It feels like no matter how many runs they're down, they can always make it up before the end of the game. They did on Sunday again. Yes. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, and, and that's even without Springer and Correa. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Bregman is hitting better again, like he's he's <laughs> he's hitting well again. Yes. Or he's hitting well finally, like he's hitting consistently. 
Um, just had a three-run triple tonight's game. Oh boy, that's that's awesome. I mean, look, I gave him up in fantasy after you dropped three. him for who did you drop him for? I forgot, but it was after three painstaking months of just you know above or below average hitting or average hitting, I guess. He just wasn't cutting it for my fantasy team, and then since I dropped him, he's hit what five home runs, I think. He's hitting like. I think since you dropped them, he's hitting like 330 or something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Man. But imagine my surprise when I was like, oh, I need a third baseman. And I went, there he is. And now he's shortstop. That too. Which, you know, that's a fantasy discussion, so we don't need to really go into detail about that. But like I said, we can go into detail. Do you think he'll be a, that he would be a better shortstop than Correa? Like, should they switch them? I, see, I don't know because... Because... Correa did well at third base during the um, WBC. Did it? Yeah, because he he wasn't gonna play shortstop or uh, Francisco Lindor. Ah, uh, so do you? I mean, the thing about Correa is that we've never you haven't had a guy that big playing shortstop in a long time. Not since uh, Ripken. Right. So you know, or A Rod. Right. Do you go ahead and move him over to third and put Bregman back at his? Because let I me mean, look at it this way: Correa was drafted as a shortstop, play shortstop, mm-hmm. but he doesn't hit like a shortstop. That's true. Bregman was drafted as a shortstop, converted to third, doesn't hit like a third baseman, hits more like a shortstop. I mean, if you're looking for just that kind of like uh, traditional dynamic, do you do that? But who's better suited in the field at those positions? Correa is a big guy who could. Very well handled third. Bregman is a lot smaller, mm-hmm. you know, and is built by, more like a shortstop. By all scouts, he's better. He has better uh, mobility. Yeah. Uh, moving another box. Another box. Another box coming down. No roaches. No roaches. No roaches. No roaches. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't see why, why not, why you wouldn't, you know, switch them. Mm-hmm. And you're really not, you're not really compromising either, compromising either position. The only thing I worry about is how is Correa going to take that? Right. Because if you move from shortstop to third, defensively, that is a downgrade. Saying you're a worse defense player, you can't handle a shortstop. Um, is that going to upset him? Is going to make him look down on the team when it comes to contract negotiation down line? Who knows? Not with that bat. I mean, not a No, I'm just saying, like, shortstop is, the, is except for catcher, he's the defensive leader of the team. Ah, so, okay. So, it always made me wonder why you put me there at shortstop when you play softball. Did I? Yep. I put you at shortstop? Yep. You're the leader, the defensive leader of the Hell team? Hell no. You're the only guy in our that that played on our team that actually played baseball, <laughs> you know, organized baseball as, as a kid. Actually, so, that was so I, I figured you knew what you were doing. Eh, I got by. Um, anything else in the world of baseball? I mean, might as well look at the Dodgers. I mean, these guys are. They you you saw the stat right? Mm-hmm. The, they're over the last fifty games. They went forty three and seven. Which is like apparently some sort. Of, I think it's the best fifty-game run since like the twenties. 
they did something like that a couple of years ago where in 50 games they went like 41 and 9, something like that. Still didn't help them win the World Series. That's true. And, okay, and another thing. Okay, Kershaw is not going to come back till probably September. Does he still win the Cy Young in the National League? Mm. He, he still leads the National League in victories with 15. I think Davies from, uh, from Milwaukee has 13. So he's, he's next. He's behind Kershaw with the lead in the, uh, amongst, you know, wins leaders. I think Kershaw still is the league leader in, in ERA. So, you give me a minute to look at my old friend, Mr. Fangraphs. And he's like 15 and 1 still. If they allow me to go to the National League instead of the American League. Um, Computer froze. I blame your internet. Oh, yeah, it's been doing that. Uh, well, the page you give me right now, uh, I would say Max Scherzer has a chance to surpass him, but he's hurt. I think he went up. I'm not sure if he went on the disabled list or not yet. Yeah, this, this hasn't, you know, it's been one of those weird years again for, uh, you know, top flight pitchers. What's that? What are you knocking down now? Something. I want you guys to see that he's literally using the broom handle to knock over the boxes to scare whatever's behind them into fleeing in terror. Look, I called you for moral support, <laughs> not <laughs> not I'm admonishment. I am here for the moral support. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm making these jokes as well. Look, what can I say? I'm, I'm not the manliest of men. I think we all know that. I think our viewers can tell just by my voice, but still, I don't like creepy crawly things. I just don't like creepy crawly things, so I'm gonna avoid them as best as I can. You know, I've never been stung by a bee. Me neither. And I intend to keep that record going. Uh, the streak is a streak that I want to live on for eternity for me, man. Like, or, you know, as long as I live. Um, yeah, almost 30, and I, you know, never been stung by a bee. So, <clears throat> I feel like, uh, I also feel like, since I'm still technically in my 20s, I've got a couple more months before I hit the big 3-0, that I could call upon you for a venture like this to, uh, to get, you know, to help me through. I think, had I waited until 30, there's no way, as a man, I could call anybody to kind of, you know... You can call any man for anything. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is my last chance to, you know, uh, do something uh, n not as manly, you know, with, uh, you know, and call upon friends to uh, to watch and be a moral supporter. If that makes any sense. You can call on anybody anytime. We don't need to be, have this whole, I need to be a man all the time. No, nah, you need help. Now, if you call me for help after 9 o'clock, I'm not showing up because I'm old <laughs> and I need my rest. That's why I texted you at 5 o'clock this morning <laughs> or whatever time it was. Yes, you texted me and 
I always have the same thing. I always agree to what do something. What does he want now? <laughs> I, I, I always agree to do something like two or three days before, but then when they actually come to the, t- the day to do it, I'm like, oh, I do, I'm old. I don't want to do this. I have an excuse. I got to be up at five in the morning to go to work. No, I, yeah. So when you were like, hey, you come over at eight, and I was like, oh, that's pushing the boundary of doing this. Right. Anything after eight, I'm like, nah, because we talk. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm, me, I'm usually pretty flexible. I thought I had something going on after right after work, but it got canceled. So that's why I text you as soon as I could to say, hey, you need to come by sooner. I'm definitely free. Come on by. So, And I thank you for that because they're about to start Moana for the 17th time. <laughs> or 18th. 18th time. So you got out of it just this once. Just this once. So, um, not gonna lie, that movie, um, my two, the two Disney movies I put above all the rest are The Lion King and Aladdin, uh-huh. and that movie's up there with them. Ooh, wow, really? Like, Lion King is my favorite movie of all time, and then Aladdin. Disney movie, right? Yeah, Disney movie, I'm sorry. Disney movies. Uh, Moana may be moving into that second place. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, well, hey, man, it's The Rock. What can, what can you say? Like, it's hard to argue with that. Did you see on Twitter last night? Mm-hmm. Doing this on a Tuesday night. Monday night, he, uh, he tweeted, or he put on Instagram a video of him uh, getting ready. He's, oh. uh, he's updating the tattoo. Oh, the Brahma Bull. The Brahma Bull. Yeah, yeah, I saw that uh, this afternoon. I'm going to enjoy seeing what that looks like. Oh, we're about to knock down soup can. Let's see what's, what's behind it. Oh, oh, the box is falling instead. Oh, it can be anything. So what do you think about the, the rock and his changing of his tattoo? He's had that tattoo for how long now? Over 20 years, I guess, because he's in his 40s. But that's an iconic tattoo, mm-hmm. especially for us wrestling fans. Um, what was I going to say? The... Uh, we got all off track by Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's, that's what this episode is all about, really. Yeah. There's not going to be a whole lot of structure, but... <laughs> With, uh... Back to the olden days, where there was no structure, we make it up as we go. The, um... The National League, uh, Cy Young... Oh, I finally pulled out my phone because the internet... Oh, okay. Oh, maybe the internet's finally working? Is it? Please? Hopefully? Yay! Cool. Okay. So... I mean, at this point, is Kershaw still the front runner? <laughs> Kershaw, if we're going by war, is second behind Max Scherzer. Okay. So it could be Scherzer then. And then, do you want to know who the top ten in war occurred according to Fangraphs? Is this MLB or? This is just nationally. Uh, you want me to start at ten? I'll start at ten and go up. Can I can I guess a few? Uh, sure. Let's see if you can get uh, these guys. So I already gave you Scherzer and Kershaw. So they're see. one and two. They're one and two overall uh, in the National League. National League. Mm-hmm. I think overall is a sh- uh, sale. Okay. But I'm not going back to look at that until we get done. This the internet might freeze on me yet again. Not sure. Uh, who do we have? Goldschmidt. I, be- I gotta believe. Oh, I'm just talking pitching. Oh, pitching. Just pitching. Oof! In the National League. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Is Brad Hand in it? Uh, no, these are just starters. Oh, starters. Okay, okay so... Um, wow. If, Hold on, I'm trying to think who's in... Oh, uh, is Grinky? Is that Grinky? Grinky, I was surprised. He's number four. 
Okay. Well, the Diamondbacks are having a good year. I mean, he's, he's, you know, he is definitely a reason why they're Yeah, he's having improved. a little bounce back. Okay, so you got three out of ten. Uh, who else? Um, Gio Gonzalez? Uh, nope. No. Where is Gio? Gio's number 11. No. Not yet, because I thought he was having a pretty good year. Uh, Strasburg? Strasburg at number five. Number five. And he's hurt too. Right? Is he? I could have sworn he was on the DL. I'm looking, looking, looking on my phone. Yep, he's on the DL. You're correct. Jeez. These guys can't. Well, no surprise, Strasburg has only been able to stay healthy for a handful of years. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's, he's never been able to stay healthy. Uh, is Zach Davies from Milwaukee? Nope, you do have a brewer on here, but it's not. Oh, uh, Nelson. Jimmy Nelson's number three. Jimmy Nelson, he's having a good year. He's, have, he's finally putting it together, like, you know, they... He's finally put it all together. You know, he's been viewed as their their number one starter for a long... I mean, he has been their number one starter for a long time, I guess, just by default, but he's actually pitched like a number one starter. Look around, well, I guess I'm the only guy left. Looks like we're time to be number one. Yeah. Alright, so you got... You got, got Scherzer, Clayshaw... Sorry, Scherzer, Kershaw, Nelson, Greeky, and Strasburg. So you still need six through ten. Six through ten. Um, wow, I I can't think of anybody at this point. Who else is there? Six through ten. So I've got the top five, and I see six through ten. I see that's me stalling. Um, oh, you can stall as long as you keep clean. That's true too. Oh man, I can't. I, I'm drawing a complete blank on these guys. Give me six through ten. Six, Aaron Nola. Ah. Phillies. Number yeah. seven, Jacob Degrom. Eight. That's that's a guy who I would have loved for us to go after, but untouchable. Jake Degrom. We'll come back to him. Uh, eight, Jeff Samarja. Really? Yep. Holy cow! He's got a losing record of ERA over five or four, and he's. Top 10 in war? Yeah, that's what happens when your offense can't score for you and your defense is terrible. Ah. Because he does strike and he still strikes a lot of people. A lot of hitters. I mean, if the other team puts in the play and your defense can't stop it, your ERA is going to go up, but it's not really your fault. Uh, Number 9, Carlos Martinez. Ah, yeah. He's having a good year at St. Louis. And number 10, John Lester. Oh, he's having a good year this year? Oh, shoot. The Cubs have, you know, taken such a step back this year. They've all, they've all kind of, uh, they've all taken a step back. It feels like this year. Well, they all overachieved last year. Last year, I think they had the best defense in MLB history. Oh, so it's no surprise there. So, uh, so I kind of forgot that he, you know, I didn't, I didn't know he was having a good year. Did not know he was on a good year. See, right here, this bag of rice. 
Mm -hmm. It's at the very edge and it's got the hole open. Okay. So all the rice is falling. Let me pick up my hammer. Because I have a vacuum and I'm just going to have to vacuum the whole, the whole cabinet just to get all this stuff out. No, we can do this now. So, uh, John Lester rounds out the top ten. Interesting. Would you like to play another guessing game? Always. Alright, can you name... Depending on what year you want to go to, the Astros' first round picks. This year? No, we're going back from, what year would you like to start at? Uh, let's go 1997? I was going to start at 2000, but sure, 1997. Wasn't it Berkman? You are correct. Berkman, 98? Uh, I don't think, did we have one? Uh, let's see, supplemental round. So who was that? Mike Nanini. Wow, don't remember him. Right-handed pitcher out of Green Valley High School. Sweet Valley High? Oh, we did. I'm sorry. These numbers are upside down for me. So there was a first round pick in 98. Was it uh, Freddie Garcia? Nope. Was it any of the guys that were uh, included in the Randy Johnson deal? Nope. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You want some hints? <laughs> sure, I'll take I'll take a hint. Alright, so um he's a failed starter. Failed starter. He made the majors. Uh-huh. Um uh, played on the World Series team. Our World Series team. Oh, mm -hmm. uh Octavia Hotel. Nope. No? Played on our World Series team until 2005. He was part of um, the bullpen with Dotel. He became the he became the the main guy in the bullpen when Billy Wagner was traded. Oh, Brett Lidge. That's correct. Oh, uh, who could forget? Lights out, Lidge. There you go, 2000. Yeah. So, uh, Mitch Molesky? Nope. No. Uh, this guy did not make it. To the majors. Oh. Oh, then I, I wouldn't know. Rob Steele. That Great is, name, but. Right handed pitcher out of El Camino uh, College. California? Yep, Florence, California. Yeah. Uh, number right, 2001, first round pick. CJ Nikowski? Nope. Mitch Molesky? Nope. I have one hint. I think I think once I give it to you, you'll get it. Uh, Davis? Is it Wade Davis? Nope. No. Miller? Wade Miller. Wade Miller? Uh-uh. No. It wasn't Oswald. Mm-mm. 2001? Oswald was not a first round pick. Right. 2001? Yep. Uh, yeah, I need a hint. He was the heir apparent to Craig Biggio. Oh! He won one of the most memorable home runs. Chris Burgess. Yep. Tennessee, right? Yep. Yeah. I see, I remember the college where they were drafted. Why do you remember the college? I have no idea. <laughs> I just don't remember the players. 
2002 first round pick. Uh, what's the position? Uh, right-handed pitcher. He never made it to the majors. Oh, go ahead. All right, Derek Grigsby. Oh, I, I remember that name. Northeast Texas Community College. The Astros did not have a first round pick in 2003 or four. Really? Nope. I believe those were three, four. Hey, who did they give those picks up for? Clemens and Pettit. Brett, probably. Mm. I would have to say that. Uh, uh, 2005. Uh, Brian Bogusepic. That's wow. Why did you know that one? Uh, the weird name. He was the first round pick. You also picked the guy in the supplemental round. Uh, he didn't make it, so you're not gonna know. Oh, okay. Eli Orgy. I-O-R-G. Oh, yeah. Didn't he have, like, the heart condition or something? I'll take your word for it. No, well, I could be wrong. 2006. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, guy didn't make it. No, the guy didn't make it. Uh, go for it. Maxwell Sapp, catcher. Max Sapp? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, he's the one that had the heart condition. I believe. Astros did not have a pick in 2007. I swear that's the one they give up to sign Woody Williams. Yeah. Side fair or whatever. All right, Maybe. so we're getting into the Astros, you would definitely know. All right, 2008. 2008 first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two first rounders. I'm trying to blank on this one. What's the position? Uh, the first round pick was a catcher. The supplemental pick was a pitcher. Oh, Jason Castro. That's correct. And then the pitcher. Uh, did he make it? Mm-hmm. I will forever spend my entire life believing Tim Papour rushed this guy to the major leagues to save his job. Oh. And I believe he's still pitching as well. What? Yeah, I forgot. Need? Yeah. Jordan Miles. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2009, first round pick. Oh, yeah. 2009, first yep. round pick. Uh, George Springer? Nope. No. Too early. Too early, that's right. 2009. Uh, oh, uh, the Shields Jr.? Nope. No. Too early. Still too early. Uh, who was it? Giovanni Mir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like how your response to that thing when you get, like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Okay. Well, he didn't make it. Nope. 2010, Astros had two first-round picks and a supplemental pick. You already, you already said the name of one guy who made it. Springer? Nope. Oh, uh, who was the other guy that just said... I completely forgot. <laughs> the Astros let him go in the Rule 5 draft because of, I would say, disciplinary issues. Also, he just never seemed to get his head on straight. He never put the tools together until this team picked them up and played him. And they're currently in state. In state. Oh, Dwight the Shields Jr. Yep. 
He got let go because of uh, behavior? Is mostly because he can never get, he couldn't get the time together and all the behavior issues, but that's, there was, I didn't know there were behavior issues with him. And the other guy in the supplemental draft never made it, Mike, I'm not even going to try this, this last name. Let me, let me see it. Cover the rest of the names. And I will pronounce this gentleman's name. Oh, yeah. Uh, Venice. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Got with the K and the B. Oh, Billy Wagner was drafted in... 95? 93. 93. Uh, okay, where was I? Sorry. Uh, the Shields, we go with that one. 2011. Springer. Finally. And these are the ones that are going to be a little easier. 2012. Korea. And? Uh, oh, uh, McCullers. That's correct. That's right. 13. Oof, what's his name? The guy he's in Philly now. Or, is he still in Philly? Um, uh, oh, I keep reading his name. I know who you, you, you know. Pitcher. Mark Appel. Mark Appel. You're going to struggle. Uh, Stanford. You hit 14? 2014. Two. In 2014? Yeah, it's at two first round picks. Uh, Bregman? I'm sorry, 2014. Did I say something else? Oh, no, okay. I'm sorry. It's not Bregman. I thought you said Bergman for some reason, but no. Uh, 2014 yeah. was... Uh, uh, was it Daz Cameron? Nope. Oh, uh, it was the uh, Brady Aiken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And? He's not with us anymore either, is he? Brady Aiken is with us, but the guy who was drafted 37th still is. Is he on the team now? Yep. Uh, oof, uh, I forgot. Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher. Uh, 2015. Brighton. Yep. Two other guys. Two other guys? <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah, because remember we got... Oh, that's right. We got the number two pick. And then we got, what, the number eight? Five? We got the number two pick for not signing break. And mm -hmm. number five for being terrible the year before. And then we got the supplemental draft pick for... Hmm, I don't even remember. So, Bregman, Daz Cameron. Mm -hmm. And... I don't remember the last one. His brother is currently in AAA. His brother is currently in AAA. His brother is on the trip our AAA team. Oh, uh, Preston Tucker, Kyle Tucker. There you go. Yeah. And can you get 2016 and 17? No. <laughs> <laughs> 2016 Forrest Whitley, 2017 JB something Greek. Oh, okay. How are they doing? Uh, any any word on how they're doing? Um. JB just started, just had his first start, I believe, a couple of days ago. He looked good, and Whitley has already moved up into high. Okay. That's good. We talked about that Brady Aiken fiasco, right? Yeah, I mean, it really was a fiasco, but it turned out we were right. Right? Oh, hold on one second. I mean... We didn't, but he didn't sign him. He mm -hmm. got signed. He uh, the next year he got drafted by the Indians. Yep. And then blew out his elbow. Just like we said he would.
Because I remember the Astros weren't really worried about him. About the elbow, they just didn't want to pay him. It wasn't about the elbow. It was the fact that if the elbow went out, the surgery was going to be more difficult for, for him because his ligament wasn't as big as the rest of him. Oh. Ooh, so it blew great. out. Of course. And now, where is he? Cleveland, I believe. 20 years old. He's down in single A for Cleveland. Four and twelve, but of course we don't care about. I don't care about win loss records from the major league procedures, let alone. You know I don't care for minor league. ERA of five point zero six. Well, that's something to be. That's something to raise your eyebrows. I mean, no, I know he's coming back from injury, but that's that's scary. Yep. So hits like, per nine. He's given up almost ten hits per nine innings. That is that's not that's not what you want from a any round pitcher. <laughs> I feel like the further we get away from that draft, the more it's gonna prove the Astros are correct. I mean, sure they lowball the kid at first. I think What's his original number? Like six million. Then they dropped it down to like three. And then at the last, last uh, the eleventh hour, they brought it back up to five. But it's like, kid should have taken five. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a two minds because I feel like the Astros did the right thing. But then Aiken and his people did the right, did the right thing by betting on their worth. Oh, big roach! <sighs> I think you got him. And oh no, he's moving. He's like, is that the best you got? No. Yes. Wait, I didn't say that. Now we got him. So you, you cover him up with the towel and squish him with the with the broom. Yeah. You give him some respect in his last moments. Like, uh, I don't want to see you die like this. But you gotta make sure he's dead. You are a valuable warrior. And I shall give you they don't die that easily. No, they do not. They are. He still lives. Wow. Is he, he's still crawling around. <laughs> Mind you, we still have four other cabinets to do. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, um, any more baseball talk? I think, I think we're good for baseball. All right. What you want to move to, my friend? Let's see. Uh, dude, can you believe football is like... They're starting training camps already. I, so I was hanging out with some friends on last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And they were showing a game on the NFL Network. And I didn't know what it was. And my friend was like, oh, is that tonight? I said, I don't think so. And he goes, yeah, no, that was the Hall of Fame game. And I said, what? Yeah. Already? Yeah. I, like, I had no idea. And apparently, yeah, it was the whole thing game. Who played? Cowboys and... You don't even know, do you? I don't. There we go. Now he's dead. Ah, the roach is finally vanquished. Barb will sing songs of, of this tale. There it is. Uh, I think it was. Now, if that rope climbs out of that, that bag, <laughs> I am leaving. 
because that apparently is our. I know I'm not leaving. I'm getting down on my knees and bowing to him because he apparently is our new roach god. Uh, no, our new insect overlord. Yes. Well, you everyone, welcome our new insect overlord. You better hope not because he's first thing he's gonna do when we get the power of smiting your ass. You try to kill him. Yep, I'm done so, As the kids say. Kids, I, yeah. So, yeah, uh, there's a preseason game, what, in two weeks? Already? Like, football is already around the corner. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Would you say it's a little crazy, crazy? I'd say so. Man, I don't have much to say about football right now. I mean, I know preseason starting and training yeah. camps and all that stuff, and it's something to have an eye on the far the future and we'll probably do breakdowns later mm-hmm. during the preseason but right now it's just it's just too early I, I agree hey have you watched uh, the big three on Fox Sports have you heard about that it's Ice Cube's basketball oh his thing. he's got all the old time recently retired ball players I've heard of it but I don't watch Fox Sports because I can't stand Fox Sports why? Because Skip Bayless? Um, it's Skip Bayless, Jason uh, Whitlock, oh, the walking coon among coons. Um, <laughs> who else is on there? Doug Gottlieb. Colin Coward. Coward. Who else? Uh, with Clay Travis. It's like, I understand what you guys are doing. You make your hot takes and but they're all... to get clicks. And so people watch you so you can make more hot takes and it's a never-ending cycle of basically, I'm going to say, bullshit. I just, I don't want to watch that. I got you. You should watch it for UFC, though. They have the best UFC coverage and they have fights. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say, like, yeah, I'm going to watch. No. The only time I really watch FS1 is uh, during baseball playoffs. That's it. All right. And I'm still mad about what they did to Katie Nolan. She was the best product that they she's the best talent that they have on that show what happened they basically just shuttled threw her to a, a locked closet and hadn't let her out she had her tv show garbage time which, which i believe won an in yeah and she just disappeared that's crazy i hope that she like goes over to like the ringer or espn or something is the ringer, really so good. what's going on with the ringer like it, it really hasn't taken I me mean, look they don't have the the support, you know, they don't have the the backing of an ESPN. I mean, Bill Simmons has HBO, mm-hmm. but that's just Bill Simmons. I mean, the thing about Grantland is that they had ESPN resources. Grantland had ESPN resources. And to be honest, and Bill the, S- only Bill Simmons has HBO resources at the moment. It it feels like a bastardized version of Grantland, mm-hmm. like. They're doing the best they can, but there are some voices that are still missing, like uh, Rimbert, um, who else are they missing? A couple other writers and people behind the scenes that, um, oh, what are the two football dudes' name? They're still at ESPN. Maze. And- Maze, and um, I can see his face in my mind because the story of all lost that, right? Bill Barwell. Barwell. So the guys yeah. that are still missing, so it's like, it's like Grantland Light, mm-hmm. and it's just for me personally it's just not good right I, I mean I subscribed to their emails but mm-hmm. then once the website launched I didn't even go to that like it's just there's they're relying on their own uh, their own advertising their own marketing which 
is admirable and is what you should ultimately strive for is your own company. But, you know, at least... That's what we try to do over here. Right. I mean, look, with whether it's fantasy baseball or football, I'm on ESPN just about every day. Mm -hmm. Almost all year. You know, I don't... I don't look at ESPN very often, or you know, many multiple times throughout the day, but at least once a day to check fantasy, whatever it is. So yeah, you would see little links to Grant Lamb on the side, or you know, in the uh, you know in the, in the top, you know, the top bars, you know, the top uh, headers of the uh, okay. banners of the banners of yeah, the the, whole of the website. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah, it seems like it's a pretty. It's it's bumpier than uh, I think. Oh, and Ryan fans would have. Is on the uh, ringer. Oh, okay. Just, well, I should say is their po- his podcast is missing something without Bill Barnwell. Yeah. And they still do the um, the Mass Man. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. Um, but yeah, it's it's Grantland like I enjoy Grantland, but this version just not for me sure. I, 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 I've given this time I know how long have they been has their the well, ringer been out like six months yeah the website's been six months well yeah I guess so and then the the newsletters the, or the email blasts were over a year mm-hmm. okay so I've gotten through the first two cabinets first two doors I still have four more I don't think I'm going to get to them I think I'm gonna get to the mall, but this one is already a jar. Wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah, get your get your hammer ready. I don't know what is back here. Oh boy. Preservatives? Yeah. Can they yeah, jars of Oh, that's right. Wow. Wow, that's I like the sadness he was like, oh yeah, that's right. She used to do that. No, it's not that. It just I forgot that all that was there. That is not good. But if you look, if you look at least through here, I don't see any like gaping holes in my cabinets because it ends right here. So, so it looks like it's gonna end right up here as well. So I don't see like I, said, I don't see any gaping holes. So I don't think it was a mouse. I think it was just a bunch of roaches that were just crawling through the the rice. Oh, well, that's better. Which is like, yeah, really good. That's best case scenario I could hope for. But I'm not gonna get too. Not gonna get too. Uh, well, your best case scenario is roaches. Your rest of the scenarios are really messed up. Gains on, like, come out here and DDT us. I agree. I think that's why they're making so much noise. They're all roided up. They gotta eat to keep, to keep up. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, sports. 
they're plugging along at this point. Like, I'm still very interested in the Astros. Not quite ready for football. Definitely not ready for basketball. Um, not even paying attention to basketball anymore. Yeah. They had their little free agent flurry a couple of weeks ago. and Do you think, little, do you think we're going to get Carmelo? I mean, do you think the Rockets are going to actually pull the trigger and have these three guys making, what, $70 million out of $100 million? <laughs> Taking up the cap and then... You know how I feel about people making money. Make as much as you can. Sure. No. The owners are making billions. Make your millions. Um, but don't expect the title. Uh, unless there's some injury to Golden State, they're going to run off another, I would say, another two titles. I don't see how any team, unless by some miracle, um, Carmelo comes here and then next year LeBron shows up. I mean, that is... That's not even a super team at that point. It's just... I mean, that is the pipiest of pipe dreams right there. Uh, you want to talk about uh, your thoughts on Les Alexander selling the team? Uh, makes, it doesn't surprise me. It's kind of sad. I mean, it, it really is the end of an era it, when it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, you know, he's still one of the last, like... Sole owners of any sports franchise going, you know. Look, this is this is for real. Nobody right now has that kind of cash to buy a team on their own, you know. You know how much they're talking about it going for? Two billion Ooh. on an eighty-five million dollar investment. Twenty-five, you know, twenty years ago, twenty, twenty-three years ago. You get two titles, and you might get two billion out of it. That's <laughs> a good life. <laughs> good life. Um, Less made out better than uh than Balmer or uh than that guy from oh Steve Balmer no 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 uh the guy who sold the team to Balmer the oh, racist uh, guy oh uh, shoot uh, Dole, not oh Sterling Sterling yeah well that's what happens when you're super racist and they don't give you a chance to to sell it to anybody you might want to sell it to that's true um uh, all right. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of a bummer. Like I've always liked Les as an owner, and he, like, he's always been willing to to do what it takes. Like, he's always not do what it takes to win because we haven't won in twenty five years. But he's willing to spend the money. But he's willing to spend money. He's willing to be aggressive and make it known. Hey, we are going to go after a free agent uh-huh. Carmelo a couple of years ago. We are going to you know make a pit at least make a pitch. Yeah, around. Carmelo, you got a problem. Well, I mean, Houston, now I should have thought about that before you signed that deal <laughs> with uh, with New York. You went after the money, which is fine, but you chased the money to a losing situation. Yeah. I understand why people think New York is such a great place to play. I mean, they haven't won a title since 77. All your money, like, you don't get as much money as you think because of you getting taxed up? Yeah, you get everything is is the wazoo. Everything's super expensive, and then you got New York uh, state taxes, one of the highest in America. It's like come to come some come south, come to Texas, come to Texas or Florida. Hot summers and mild, not even mild, like hot winters. You can drive a couple of hours and go to a nice beach, not Galveston. Yeah, go to Surfside, do not go to Galveston. <laughs> um. Wrestling? Sure. All right. Uh, 
Where do you want to start, my friend? Where do we begin? Um, SummerSlam is in two weeks. We will have a SummerSlam podcast. Okay. We'll do that next okay, week. Okay, here's, here's what we can talk about. All right. Because you've mentioned it on Twitter recently, mm-hmm. and someone else kind of also put it in a way that, you know, if you really think about it, um, for a guy who wins all the time, you know, and causes the fans to hate him, Roman Reigns sure has been losing quite a bit lately. He can't beat Braun Strowman, which I have no problem with. But he's he's not Super Cena. He's not winning every single match. He's but here's losing the thing, big matches. Here's the thing. He's still losing big that matches. People, that, that's the same thing, the same issue he has Cena. When he loses, he doesn't lose cleanly. It's always because of some outside forces. Like last night when he lost against Braun Strowman, it's because Samoa Joe interfered. The ambulance match, he lost clean. He lost... Fair and square. And then almost, he, and then kayfabe almost killed a man. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's, it's, how do you feel about Roman Reigns? I think he's a really good performer. <laughs> um, he's, he's much better as performer. Still, you know, not great on the mic. Still not strong on the mic. Mm-hmm. But look, very few people are at this point because they they handicap so many so many guys and girls with precise scripting. Um, you know, I just I just thought of something that about how I feel about Roman Reigns. I feel about Roman Reigns the same way I feel about Bernie Sanders. You're fine, but your fans are terrible. <laughs> so every t- if Roman. Uh, uh, Wins and he's the greatest wrestler of all time. Like he's not even the best wrestler of this generation, but fine. And if he loses, it's always because someone cheated, and then they're always complaining. It's like give it a rest, people. Just enjoy the match every time. Like again, I should stay off of Twitter because Twitter is terrible sometimes. Twitter is the best of mankind and the worst of mankind all in one website. That's true. I agree with that. But Roman's fine. He's a he's a. He's a good worker. He's a good worker. He's, that he's one, better than good. I mean, he's a, he's a really it? good worker. Two or three weeks ago, when it was all, it, I believe it was all, it was um, Reigns, Strowman, Joe, and I think Brock Lesnar was there. He was in the... But basically, they were all on the mic and they were talking crap to each other. And then Roman comes in and he has this like these corny sucker lines like you're just messing you're you're messing up the money just stand there and look tough don't talk that's all he needs to do is be tough we just need you to come in here and throw your little Superman punches and your spears and just beat people we don't need you on the mic because you're terrible on the mic. <laughs> He's not strong on the mic. He's he's better than good as a performer. I think he's a really good performer. If you watched that main event last night with uh, with Strowman, mm-hmm. that last man standing, I mean, those guys went like 25 minutes. It felt like hard 25 minutes, not just taking it easy. I gotta take a moment and uh, moment of silence. R.I.P. Swivel chair. Oh, absolutely. Never seen that before. Me the chair knocked the hell out of Roman. Uh, 
Did it ever? No, what else? Let's stay on Raw. Uh, feel terrible about Bailey. She has a separated shoulder. She's gonna miss uh, her match at SummerSlam against Alexa Bliss. Right. Uh, so I think they've had the first round of matches this week, and next week it's gonna be Bailey versus. I'm sorry, it's gonna be Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. Right, because they they had a uh, they had triple threat matches. Oh, they both did. Yeah, I only saw the uh, Nia Jax one. Who yeah. was Bailey? Who was Sasha? Yeah, fought, Sasha. Uh, Emma and uh, Alicia Fox. And, uh, oh, why are we talking about all this stuff? We can talk about all this in the SummerSlam preview. All right, just, all right. Let's go to the big story. Okay, go ahead. The one that we should have talked about the night it happened. Jason Jordan. Oh, Jason Jordan. Is, in fact, the illegitimate son of Raw GM Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's down with the swirl. Woo! Well, that's, that's the, uh, that's why they did it. Because he's known to have dated black women in the past. Mm-hmm. His current wife and his ex-wife were both white, and he has white children. But like when he was younger, yeah, he was you know he was getting down with any and everybody. He you know, throwing which, it around cool. town, <laughs> throwing it around town. Which the hey, black part of town? Nothing wrong with that, my friend. Believe you me, nothing at all. Love our fine, our fine actors. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, it's just... Can I ask a question? A kayfabe question? Sure. Who the hell was texting him and Corey Graves? And why was anybody texting Corey Graves to begin with? Yeah, that's something that I can't... I can't figure out. Either. I just hate when WWE does that. They'll have these parts of the storyline that they come in and they... And then at the end of the resolution, it it has no bearing on anything. Right. I mean, it was clearly one of these things where they just started this thing and they just didn't know how to finish it. It's like who's gonna text you? Just some random number. Yeah. Um. Super weird. Yeah. Very weird. So, it looks like they're leaning towards Jordan versus The Miz at SummerSlam. Which, which thank the Dark Lord, because I am tired of seeing The Miz versus Dean Ambrose. I've had enough of that feud to last me to the next lifetime. I don't, want to see, I don't even want to see them in the same building. That's how tired I am of that. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're totally done with that feud. And, which, you know, could have been a lot sooner, to be honest. They could have ended that a lot sooner than they did. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, they, they're they taking a big leap with Jason Jordan, who is an incredible athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, could already, you can already tell in his interactions with The Miz, there's a reason why he was paired with Gable, because they feed off of each other. He's still not strong on the mic. He's mm-hmm. still kind of goofy on the mic. How much of that that we talk about uh, guys not being strong on the mic, how much of that do you think is the um, the wrestlers not being 100% char- uh, in tune with the character or the writing, the the uh, strict writing that they're given? 
I think it's both. It really is. Like you give, give me a percentage and don't say 50-50. Don't what's that? Uh, 49-51. Oh, you're fair. <laughs> no, I mean, in, in his case, honestly, in his case, I think it's it's a 70-30 split. I, I look at Jason Jordan and he just doesn't seem like he has like he's like he is uh, being himself. Mm-hmm. And that's not because of writing, I think. The 30% is the writing, I think. You know, they've given him this storyline to work with, which isn't the strong. I mean, it, it's still really not the strongest. But he's still kind of, he's just kind of corny on the mic. He doesn't have, he hasn't shown, when he speaks, he hasn't shown any kind of intensity. Um, I mean, a, as a performer, yes, obviously. I mean, the guy is a freak of nature. But he still like it sounds like he doesn't believe in himself when he's when he's speaking on the mic. And it sounds to me like he's trying he's trying to remember more than react. Right. Like I think wrestling would be a lot better if these guys were just given like bulletin points. Here's what you need to hit, this, this, here's three things you need to hit out there in your promo, instead of giving them a script of what to read. Because these guys have one take? No, because these guys, even though... Guys and girls. Um, yes, guys and girls, even though they try their hardest outside of WWE to be a movie, these guys are not actors. Yeah. They need to, they need to be able to react to what's going on in the promo, what the guy or gal in front of them is saying, also what how the crowd is reacting. And I feel like... I feel like there are some performers that definitely need a script. Mm-hmm. Or at least bullet points, like you said. Yeah, you can do a script with like the younger guys. Not even not even that, because there's some younger guys that you can tell just have there's just a, a certain charisma about them that they you know, Dean Ambrose doesn't need a script. Mm-hmm. Let him go off go off the cuff, let him say what he wants to say. Seth Rollins doesn't need a script, let him go go off. He believes in himself. He knows what to say. He believes in himself as a performer, as a you know former champion, as a future champion. He doesn't need a script. He really doesn't need bulletin point bulletin points. Roman Reigns, I think, needs a different script. He needs a different voice. Um, Bray Wyatt obviously doesn't need a script and doesn't get a script. He's they let him say what he wants, and that's fine. I mean, he's. A lot of times, you know, it's kind of getting redundant, mm-hmm. but at least yeah, it's, it's something different than it's just... It's redundant when you lose every damn big match you're in. That too. But it's at least it's not redundant in the sense that I'm going to win, I'm going to be champ, you know, I'm better than you. Oh, the Roman Reigns treatment? Right. I'm not a guy. I'm the, the guy. Rings. I tweeted last night. You can tell on Twitter. You can tell the ages of wrestling fans by their uh, reaction to Roman Reigns. <laughs> Anybody, well, any guy who grew up in the Attitude Era is not, a Roman, Reigns not fan. a Roman Reigns fan. Women and children, or or people who just started watching wrestling within the last four or five years, they love him. You know why? Because that's all they know. Sure. Oh, 
I was going to say something else about rings, but I completely lost it. That's okay. I think we've talked about him enough. I think everybody's talked about him enough. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I remember it wasn't about rings, it was about Cena. How do you feel about everybody, the new wave of people appreciating John Cena? It's, uh, I mean, it's long overdue. Look, whether or not you like what he does and, you know, how he's booked, you know, he, he's, he provides an invaluable service to the company as an ambassador, as a guy that, you know, look, he's, he's, every generation has that guy that transcends. And it was Hogan in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It was Rock and Austin in the late 90s. Well, not, yeah, I mean, Rock and Austin, but then even more so the Rock because he, you know, he went over into, you know, Hollywood. Hollywood. But that era, you know, Rock and Austin, like, people who didn't like wrestling were into wrestling. Mm-hmm. And now he's, you know, Cena has been that guy. So, yeah, I mean, I, you, you know, it's, um, he's, he's the, one of the last few, you know, of, of, of a different era, you know, of, of pro wrestling and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, everybody's time has to come eventually and, you know, his is closer than, uh, than, um, his is closer than anybody else really, I guess, you know, and that's fine. It's just my thing is, you know, they, they're clearly, he's the last, he's the last of his kind, though. Uh, Cena, right? Yeah. John Cena is the last of his kind of a pro wrestler, sports entertainer, whatever you want to call it. Because guys like The Miz and Ambrose and they'll go off and do these little movies here and there. But nobody's going to transcend like that. Nobody's going to be an actual big screen performer, you know, uh, because that's the way they're setting the business up. You know, look how they change all the names of these pro of these guys. You know, they, they drop names. They drop Alexander Rusev, you know, it's just Rusev now. Big E Langston is just like, well, Big E. Elias Samson is just Elias now. Why are they doing that? Because, because... They to avoid to, the next John Cena. They did it to Neville. They did it to uh, Cesaro. Right. To Weird. avoid the next John Cena. Someone that can take that name over into Hollywood or whatever other avenue of entertainment. You know, they're... And what they want is they want the fans... They, they rely on the brand and not any one performer anymore. And the way they... The way they do these shows now, man, it's kind of that's kind of a risky move. Because if you don't have strong stories or strong characters, I mean, look at the ratings. <laughs> you know, who's people are consistently tuning out than they are tuning in. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, enough wrestling. Like I said, we'll talk about more um, our SummerSlam preview. 
Um, let's go to tomorrow. Tell me about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Dude, Homecoming was probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. Out of all of them. All of them. Where do you rank it in all the Marvel movies? Ooh, that's kind of tough because I haven't seen all of the Marvel movies. And I haven't seen some a few of the Marvel movies in a while. So it's kind of hard. What's your favorite one right now? Uh, it's probably Spider-Man Homecoming. Wow. Like, I like the kid. The I don't know where I can rank it. Which favorite one? Spider-Man Homecoming! Well, it's the, I mean, obviously it's the freshest in my mind, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a fun story. Uh, it's a cool soundtrack, again. Soundtrack, again. And, dude, Michael Keaton is probably the best Spider-Man villain going right now. I think he's better... I think he just barely edges out Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus, Otto Octavius from Spider-Man 2. Michael Keaton is so good. And, man, what they do with that guy, I mean, he's he's intense and he's kind of scary as well. Mm -hmm. And he's a guy that you can kind of relate to as well at the same time. And the twist is cool. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's... uh, I still haven't gotten around to seeing it. Like I said, running movies with toddlers is not easy. Um, Have you seen the uh, trailer for The Inhumans? I have not. Oh, it's bad. Bad, like good or bad, bad? Bad as in Iron Fist bad. I suddenly seen Iron Fist. Uh, Look. Okay, first let's go to Iron Fist. Don't even waste your time. Just wait till the Defenders come out. Iron Fist is so bad I I like I fell asleep during episodes and had no interest in going back to see what I what I missed. I fell asleep on like episode eleven, woke up on episode twelve, and like turned it off and went and watched <laughs> Luke Cage instead. Wow. Yeah, everybody's been saying it's really bad. I mean That's a shame. I mean they've Seems like they've been knocking out of the park with all these movies. Or they, all these TV shows. These they Netflix have, shows. but, you know, Law Averages say eventually you're going to have some terrible ones. And there's a scene where he's... Danny Rand is in a dojo with um, Colleen Wing. And, like, they have a pair of num- nunchucks. And he's, like, swinging around, showing her how good he is. And you can tell that it's like... His first or second day ever using them. It's slow. It's a thing. Like, the, like I don't understand how you can even put like in defenders. How he gonna? How's he gonna have a fighting scene with Daredevil? Well, like, didn't he have very limited time to train? That's true. So, oh no. So, uh, you gotta think he's been training since, and he's. You gotta think he's gonna be ready to respond to the criticisms. With his performance in the uh, in the Defenders, I mean, I hope so. Because the Defenders, the uh, trailer looked looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Iron bad. <laughs> I don't think I have any other, other words for like the fighting is disjointed. You can tell that he has limited uh, martial arts or uh, training, mm-hmm. if any. Um, it's bad. <laughs> and the villains are 
terrible. It's just like people who don't want him to get his company back. It's like there's no real intrigue to them. Not like the best villains in the Marvel universe have been on the small screen on Netflix. Yeah. And I think that's because you have 13 hours to flesh them out compared to you have like two, two and a half hours in a regular Marvel movie. Right. Because Wilson Fisk is the kingpin. Was yes. Awesome. And he's, I think he's been. You might go Loki number one, but Fist is a strong number two. Mm-hmm. And then the combination of Cottonmouth and Mariah from uh, Luke Cage. I still don't see Luke Cage either. What? Yeah, I. I missed out on Jessica Jones as well. Oh, Kilgrave, good. Oh, we're going to another. Oh, we're opening another. Oh, I don't have my hammer. We're opening up another cabinet. I don't have my hammer. I have my hammer. Let's go. Bring it. Bring it, you rookie bastards. Okay. What are you doing here? Edley uh, is trying to simultaneously open the cabinet while running away. It is a sight to behold. He is a champion among men. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so it does. Let's go over. Uh, Nothing. Let's see what's behind this door. Uh, door number, what's this? Four? Five? Four. Four. Open up the last one. Let's see what's in there. Almost there. How long have we been recording? Uh, I want to say over an hour. For sure, over an hour. Hour, wow. An hour 25. Just a lot of roach droppings, which is fine. But, if you, like I said, if you look, it doesn't look like there's any, like, do you think a mouse could get through any of this, these little cracks? Uh, I doubt it. How anticlimactic. I want our listeners to hear us screaming because the raccoon guy in here. <laughs> Just hear Hey, I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm, hey, I couldn't care less about <laughs> That would suck to me because my keys are on this table over here. I've been out of my car. It's been like a horror movie. Like, uh, like open. So now that I we can't go back up there, the raccoon has my keys. Well, now that we've opened up all s- one, two, three, four, all six doors of cabinets in my kitchen. If you want to open these, maybe. See nope. Down here. Is there more? But I'll save that for another day because it's a lot of like cleaning supplies, mm-hmm. and just trash and stuff. Yeah, we're okay in here. We'll save that for another episode. But <laughs> since we have opened all six of the top cabinet doors, we've rambled on quite a bit. Mm-hmm. We've gone over an hour. Sure. It was very anticlimactic. Anticlimactic. Do you ever feel bad that we go over an hour? No, not at all. Oh, me neither. You know why? Because you always pause. Of course. Come back later. <laughs> like we have. We have in the past. So, I'm talking about the people who listen. If they listen for 40 minutes, listen 45 minutes, chunks, they'll be all right. Oh, of course. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's a good time to stop. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to grab, there's a couple more jars to grab out, but... 
Seems like it's okay. Nothing too dangerous. And then I'm gonna vacuum, shop back all the. Uh, is it shop back or shock back? Shop. Shop. Yeah. Shop vac. Yes. My entire cabinets, and then maybe take the hammer to the mall and you know rip them out until it's time to put new ones in. I don't know. We'll see. You are way too far from me. Yeah. as far as I go. <laughs> this is not HGTV. That's true. So, thank you to the listeners for tuning in to this uh, weird rambling episode. Thank you to my best friend, Quincy, for backing me up and, you know, giving us a chance to, you know, get another episode in. Thank you for providing me with this hammer. Oh, that's my hammer. I I need that. Oh. So. Come get it. I'll buy it. I'll buy another one. I'll buy a good one. Uh... Oh, there is something I want to talk about before we go. Sure. More of a um, podcast. How would you feel if we bumped this up to three times a week? Three times a week is would be good for me. I only need you to do one thing. What's up? You got to buy a microphone. Uh-huh. Oh, I guess second two things. You got to down- make sure you got Skype. I've got, um, yeah, I can download it. I guess mm-hmm. you download it, right? Yeah. And you sign up? Yeah. You pay? No. Oh, I got that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> if we could do Skype podcasts, we could do like we could even do um, since you have iPhone now, we could even do FaceTime. I have no way to record off that that I know of. No, but if you set your microphone up, I'll set my microphone up, and we'll record into our. We're skyping because I want the best sound of it. Okay. <laughs> you go on, you go on Amazon. You tell me what mic you want. You give me the money. I'll buy it. I got the Prime. Two-day shipping. Good. Okay. And I have the Prime because every year I forget to take it off and they get me. But you're still buying stuff though, right? Yep. Black uh, Cyber Monday and Christmas rolling around. I'm on Prime (laughs) (sighs) 24-7. So get you a mic. We can do podcasts. Put one on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'll still do some in person. Probably yeah, a couple yeah. weekend pods. That I like that on Monday. That sounds good. I'd be down for that. Okay, buddy. More content and uh, more practice for us as mm-hmm. always. And get our we're numbers still, up. We're still evolving as a as podcasters, part time. Very, 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 very part time. Yeah, podcasters. we get our numbers up. We might be able to get a sponsor. We can go big with this. We can go big. Got to dream big. Can I aim big? Mm-hmm. So, I think that's. I think we've. You know, done enough for this evening. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks again, as always, for tuning in. Uh, you can find us on social media at 288 underscore. You uh, give them that one, but I don't even run that anymore. Oh, okay. Um, so just give out your Twitter handle. My Twitter is changed again. Woo! But it's simpler, I think. It's not, it's at not Elric, N O T, and then my middle name, Elric, E L R S. How is that not, how is that simpler? There's no underscores, there's no. no numbers, it's just one word. If you say so. Uh, you follow, find me at, at DQ327. I keep forgetting to change that to make it more media friendly. <laughs> Have company synergy, whatever you want to do. Alright, so um, hopefully I'll be able to put this out here tomorrow or Thursday. We're still finding stuff in the cabinet. What is that? Uh, just part of the top of the... Oh, you're breaking the room. Yeah. 
I got you a new one anyways. You're breaking stuff. That's time for us to go. All right. For Anthony, I am DeQuincy. Later, babies.